Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, for all the men and women that have helped and have participated in continuing on the services here at Spring of Life, from the cameramen, the media guys, to the worship teams, Lord. We thank you for all those that have participated, and we ask that you bless them. We bless them as, as throughout the entire quarantine, Father God, they put themselves uh, aside and they put your interests as priorities and your church's interests as a priority. And we just ask that you would bless them. I ask God that within the next coming days, you would give the pastoral leadership wisdom that they'd be able to come up with the, the appropriate details and the, the right safeguards to make sure that we open up the church with wisdom and that we do so in a safe manner. We ask, Father God, that you would bless the word that was is going to be shared here today that you would uh, your holy spirit would pour out over each home where this may be live stream father god wherever this is being watched lord that this would be a, a special impartation from heaven and that this wouldn't be mere man's words oh god but that this would be an encouragement straight from your throne room in jesus name we pray for all these things amen and amen in the storm that we're currently going through, uh, people are not only receiving their stimulus checks, but also a reality check as we continue to persevere through the storm that is the coronavirus. And it's incredible as the winds are blowing and the waves are crashing like never before, right? This causes people to really recognize the lack of stability and control they have over their everyday lives, right? Their inability to determine when we're going to open, whether we're going to still have our jobs, how the economy is going to do at the, as a result of this whole coronavirus. There's a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty that people cannot you know come come to finding an answer to right we we watch all the press conferences the press briefings we wait for dr fauci to announce something we're waiting for our governor to announce the next big thing and people are just dying to find somewhere or something to put their trust in to hold them throughout this whole period of uncertainty and uh, the, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? That he's given us one of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And during these storms, during these plagues, whatever it may be, the spirit of fear takes opportunity. It takes, uh, it takes advantage of the fact that people are starting to notice that where they're anchored isn't a stable place to be anchored, right? Instead, the spirit of fear comes and back us and throws us around trying to make us lose our sense of confidence. Uh, the news article is circulating. Uh, I just typed this up right before the preaching. The top headlines were coronavirus deaths in the U.S. closing in on 100K, right? Psh, nice, nice uh, wave crashing against us right there. Scientists walk back predictions that the U.S. will be back to normal in the fall. Another one, right? 38.6 million filed for unemployment today. And it's just an, an entourage of a continual uh, throwing to and fro of uncertainty, of fear, of doubt over our lives. And the world 
When they see all this going on, they're trying as best as they can to reach around and to grab something that might give them some sense of stability in the middle of this uncertainty. And what they're coming to realize is that as the waves crash, as the winds blow, and as the rain falls, they've anchored themselves in the styrofoam that this world has to offer. The brittle, the perishing, the things that won't be lasting much are broken away in the middle of these crises. And isn't that something that us as Christians can relate? That in the middle of a storm, sometimes we feel our, our faith shaken up. There are times in our lives where uncertainty comes in and we have to try and figure out, hey, listen, what, it, what are we really anchored in? Where are you anchored in? Where do you find your sense of stability? Where have you put your faith all this time? Where has your trust rested in these past couple days? The Bible tells us of the story of the disciples in Mark 4 verse 35 that on the same day, this is Mark 4:35, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, this is Jesus, let us cross over to the other side. And verse 36 says, Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. When all of a sudden, verse 37, a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat. And so that it was already filling. But Jesus was in the stern. He was asleep on a pillow. And so they come in and they awoke him and they say, Jesus, don't you care that we're drowning? You know, it's during this coronavirus, people are like, Jesus, don't you care? There's no toilet paper. Jesus, don't you care? I lost my job. Jesus, don't you care? They're sick. Jesus, don't you care? There's, cra- there's a crazy chaos going around. Aren't you aware of what's going on? Now, mind you, the disciples, these are trained fishermen. They're, they're, they're trained, seasoned, experienced uh, seamen, right? They, they're growing out, and, and they're, they're, they're normal. They're, they're, they have normal experiences with what is uh, the ocean, the sea, right? Sailing. These are sailors. They know what's going on. And yet this storm was so bad that it's shaking them up. They're in this boat. The water's filling up and crisis is all around them. And they go to find Jesus asleep in the stern. They're like, Jesus, where have you been? What's going on? Can't you put a stop to this? Can't you end this? Can't you help us? How are you so at peace? It says that Jesus woke up, verse 39, and he rebuked the wind and the sea And he says, quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. See, these these disciples, their faith wasn't anchored in Jesus. Up until this point, their faith had been anchored maybe on experience. Maybe their, their faith had been anchored on the boat that they were in. They had been sailing on that boat for I don't know how many times maybe. Right? Maybe they, 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 they had passed through certain storms over and over and over again. And it's surprising that it's when the boat starts filling up with water, when it's really, you know, it's really coming down to the nitty gritty, that they wake up Jesus and say, Jesus, don't you care that we're going to die? It says Jesus woke up. He rebuked the sea. Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was great calm. Complete calm. When Jesus comes into the picture, when you're anchored into Jesus, there's a different type of peace you're experiencing. 
There's a different type of confidence that you walk in. This isn't the confidence that the world has to offer. It's a confidence that's only found in Jesus Christ. The world has styrofoam to offer. The world has things that, that might, you might latch onto, that you might be confident in for the time being. But as soon as a storm hits, it breaks away, it perishes, it turns brittle. But we have a rock. Our anchor is a rock that is Jesus Christ. He's a rock that's immovable, unchangeable, unfazed when the storms of life hit. And if we run to him and if we're well anchored in him, then we can hold steadfast into the promises that he will take care of us. The storm gave the disciples a reality check and really questioned where they were. Are you really anchored in Jesus? The question was, you know, uh, why are you so fearful? Verse 40. He said, hey, listen, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How is it that you have no confidence? How is it that you have no trust in Jesus? Up until this point, the disciples had already been walking with Jesus. They had seen a couple miracles that Jesus did. And yet here in the middle of a storm, they come to doubt who he is and the confidence that comes with him. Verse 41, it says, And they feared exceedingly, saying to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And it's during crisis that we really come to find out, man, so Jesus does care that we have food. Wow, Jesus really did come through when we were lacking. Wow, Jesus really did show up when we felt alone and in despair. Absolutely, because that's the type of God that he is. He's a God that shows up. He's a God that stays firmly planted. The question is, are we anchored in him? Are we fixed on him? Have we made him the priority of our peace? Have we made him the essence of our calmness? Or are we still anchoring ourselves in the styrofoam of this world? The Bible tells us that his eye is on the birds. His eyes are on those nasty pigeons. And Matthew 10, 29 tells us that not one of those birds fall without him knowing it. Without it being outside of his will. And if his eyes are on the birds, in Matthew 6, verse 26, they don't sow, yet they reap. They don't go out and work a nine-to-five. You don't see these pigeons carrying around, these sparrows carrying around briefcases, trying to find out how they're going to make a living. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they are? Verse 28 says, why do you worry so much about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. They're not crafting their, their nice garments. They're not preparing for prom. They're not preparing for a wedding. They're not trying to figure out how they're going to be dressed. And yet, the Bible tells us in verse 29, that even Solomon in all his glory was not dressed, was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30. Now, if God clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Crisis is a good time, right? Because it helps us 
sort of develop a self-analysis on where we are with our relationship with Jesus Christ, right? When our faith is being shaken, when the winds are blowing, the rains are falling, we start to realize, man, am I really in right standing when it comes to my faith in Jesus Christ? Do I feel peace? Am I worried? Am I anxious? Or am I confident that Jesus is taking care of it all? If our first thought when the coronavirus hit was, well, you know what? I think I'll be safe because I have enough savings in place to make sure it could carry us through. Or maybe, you know what? The coronavirus doesn't really matter because if I do get sick, I have awesome health insurance that's going to cover all my damages. It's going to cover all of my expenses should I need to go into a hospital. Or don't worry. I'm going to be fine because the coronavirus only hits the older crowd. Those people that have weak immune systems. The coronavirus doesn't have some, something over me that's healthy, that's young that's strong we don't have to worry because you know if anything abuelo and abuela will take care of us right no our response should have been because the coronavirus has come jesus is still in control i'm gonna be fine not because i have savings but because the bible says the lord is my shepherd i won't lack anything I will have food, I'll have clothes, because the Bible says that never have I seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. I don't have to worry about how the economy does, because Jesus is in charge over all the gold and the silver that belongs in this world. That is where our faith needs to be anchored, to that degree. And during this storm, I know I was challenged, and I was saying, hey, listen, where is my confidence A lot of us might acknowledge that, yes, Jesus is in control. A lot of us will acknowledge that, yes, Jesus is is the Lord and Savior of our lives. But when it comes down to where our faith is truly anchored, are there any strings attached anywhere else? Or is our confidence solely placed in the rock that is Jesus Christ? Do we still hold our reservations on our riches and our finances? Do we say, you know what, if anything comes down to it, we still have the mortgage on the house that we can pull and we'll have a little uh, grace period to make it by. You know, our kids, they're out of school, but you know what, we'll figure it out some way. Guess what? Jesus is your rock. Place your faith in Jesus. Put your confidence in someone who has control over everything that's taking place in this world. The Bible warns us and says, listen, woe to those. Cursed are those who put their confidence in men. This is Jeremiah verse seven, uh, chapter 17, excuse me, verse 5. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to be fine. You know, my business, they suffer through hurricanes. They suffer through other pandemics. They suffer through other periods, 2008 financial crisis. We're going to, the quarantine, this is not going to be any big deal. Where have you placed your faith? Where is your confidence? Who makes his flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. He will be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. When we put our trust and our confidence in other things, it creates a great opportunity for something like the coronavirus pandemic to shake up our world so we realize that there's only one constant in this world. There's only one person that we can truly anchor ourselves in. There's only one thing that we can truly grasp at and hold on to in full confidence, knowing that he'll take care of us, and that is Jesus Christ. 
And that's why in verse 7, it tells us, this is Jeremiah 17, 7, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when the heat comes. Corona, quarantine, whatever it may be, nothing phases him because the world doesn't provide for his clothes. The economy doesn't provide for his finances. His boss isn't providing the, the payments for his bills. Everything that he does and receives comes from Jesus Christ. That is his source, his all in all. That is what Jesus comes to offer. That is what Jesus comes to bring when he invites you into a relationship with him. Is that you no longer have to worry. You no longer have to be anxious. Because in him you will not lack anything. Matthew 6.33, if you were only to seek him first. If you were to prioritize Jesus Christ. If you were to place him as your anchor on the rock. Then everything else will be added. There's no point in having your anger placed on the rock while at the same time having your dental floss and your styrofoam placed on the perishing things of this world. There's nothing like having a nice strong anchor, right? Something that's made out of a very powerful source that can hold down the boat in the middle of whatever size storm comes and faces you. Whatever challenges might come your way when you are anchored in strongly, the tidal waves, the winds, it doesn't matter because it's not about what the outside circumstances are doing. It's about what you're connected to. It's about what you're tied to. That is what determines the outcome of the storm of your be, uh, ability to survive the storm is what you're tied down to not the circumstances that are going around you that's the whole point behind an anchor an anchor is firmly placed so that whatever might be going on around them the boat stays right put where it needs to be there's a lot of people that have anchored themselves in the finance you know the finances of this world there's a lot of people that say, well, you know, I have a lot of investments. I have these assets. I have these savings. I have these bank accounts. That has nothing to do with the coronavirus. In fact, in Psalm 49, it tells us, verse 6, those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches, none of them, not one, by any means can redeem his brother. Verse 8. The ransom for a life is costly, and there's no payment that's ever enough. It doesn't matter how much money Bill Gates has. It doesn't matter how much money this world has to offer. Not one person can present that money before God and buy a second, a millisecond more of their life on this world. And during the coronavirus, we see this as the coronavirus had no respect of persons on who it was, uh, who it was attaching to and who it was causing to be sick. We saw, some of the, we saw um, Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, early on in the onset, they got sick. We saw Prince Charles of England, he got sick. We saw Kevin Durant, an NBA player, he got sick. It didn't matter who you are, rich, poor, whatever your circumstance might have been, the coronavirus was, was uh, your finances was no challenge for that coronavirus. And all of a sudden, when your life is shaken up to that degree, when your fortitude has been your finances, when your fortitude has been your wealth, and all of a sudden, all that is knocked out as, 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 absolute, as non-absolute, you're stuck. 
And it makes you start to turn and realize and grasp at something that can keep you stable and confident during this time. The Bible tells us that we, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, he removes us out of a miry clay and sets us firmly planted on the rock. This is Psalm 40 verse 2. He brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock. He established my steps. A couple years ago, we went to Texas. We went to the intense men's retreat. And usually at these places, it's a huge, if you haven't been, there's this huge property, right? Acres upon acres upon acres of property. And thousands of men come together with their fathers and sons and have this men's retreat. And it's awesome, right? There's football, there's tug of war, there's preaching, there's concert. It's an incredible time with uh, families, right? With uh, fathers and sons to come together, the men's group of churches to come together and just to uh, spend time in fellowship but also to dig deeper into God's calling over their life in terms of manhood. And our church uh, participated for a number of years. And in this one section on the property, uh, you go to camp out, right? So they kind of uh, section you off and they give you a place where you can put your campground and you can pitch up your tent and you can get ready to spend the night. And, and we enjoyed that. We had a good time. But the only issue was that our campsite happened to be in a, in a section of the property where it would get quite muddy right? And uh, in the morning in particular, right, it'd be very hot during the day, but in the mornings it'd be nice and cool and the dew would fall down and create from the dirt on our, on our uh, section into this nasty mud, right? This very slippery mud. And, and not only that, but if it rained overnight, forget about it. You're, we're talking about just mud everywhere. And in this one occasion in particular, I remember waking up and zipping, opening uh, my, my tent and looking outside and I promised it was like a movie and I see my grandfather Papi Ting who many of you guys know if you don't my grandfather at the time was in, uh, in his early 80s right and and he's there and he's enjoying the fellowship with the men and if you know my grandfather there was no other place he'd rather be than there and early in the morning Everett and um and Ale Paella they would set up a tent and they would get ready to serve breakfast and it was just a field day right? A field day as people were making their way from their tents over to that tent to get their breakfast. And I remember zip, uh, zipping up my, my tent and looking outside. And before I was even able to take a step outside my tent, I see my grandfather, Papi Ting, just like very carefully making his way, trying to walk over to a chair to just stabilize himself in the middle of this, you know, very unstable uh, ground. And he has his, you know, he has his poor cafe con leche in one hand and he had eggs or, and bacon or whatever it was in the other hand. And he took this one step and he just, everything exploded up into the air and there's eggs flying everywhere. And there was cafe con leche showering everybody. And he fell onto the ground and he was slipping around. And, and I was like, you know, what, what are we guys, what? so obviously everyone's normal reaction was, you know, an elder of the church, the pastor's father has fallen over. Everybody started to run over to him to help him up. But that was a horrible decision because at that point it was just slipping and sliding everyone. Everyone's falling over and tripping and knocking themselves down because they were standing on miry clay. They're trying to figure out how to stabilize themselves, pick another person up in the middle of this incredibly slippery situation. And thankfully, nothing bad happened to no, nothing, no bad, serious injuries happened to my grandfather, right? They were able to pick him up and get him more breakfast. But that is what life is like without Jesus Christ. 
We're trying to maneuver, make our way through life and through these slippery situations, trying to figure out how can we find a place of comfort? How can we find a place of stability in the middle of this slippery situation? And you can, you can just see the face of sheer horror that my grandfather had when he was falling down trying to catch his balance. And you can see that same fear in this world as people are trying to catch themselves from falling in the middle of this horrible news. And they're reaching out for finances. And they're reaching out for family. And they're reaching out and they're trying to figure out how can I stabilize myself in the middle of the situation. There's only one place. There's only one person where you can stabilize yourself, and that's Jesus Christ. It is the rock of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who can keep us up, who can keep us steadfast, who can keep us confident in the middle of this uncertainty. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Bible tells us that when you're attached to the anchor, everything that's attached to that anchor is secure. Everything that's attached to that anchor is steadfast. If you're attached to Jesus, if you've completely given yourself over to him, then you have nothing to be worried about. The winds can blow all they want. The rain can fall all it wants. The waves can crash in the middle as much as they want. But you are steadfast. You are stern. You are firmly placed on the rock. And it will keep you from wavering. It will keep you from losing your balance. The Bible tells us that our future is secure, Jeremiah 29, 11. Hey, the health crisis. Hey, listen, Psalm 91, verse 9. You've made the Lord your refuge. Even the Most High is your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. Verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Hey, I know that this sounds a little bit religious. I know that this could be twisted or, or, or cause for us to doubt the reality of Jesus Christ as our rock. I completely understand that if you were to tell somebody, hey, listen, you know, you know, I, I, I lost my job. I can't figure anything out. I don't know what's going to do if I'm going to go to the hospital. He said, hey, listen, his angels will command his charge over us, right? Don't worry about that. People will look at us sideways. People will be freaking out. People will think that we're crazy, that we should have been in the hospital before coronavirus. But guess what? That is the reality of what it is to be firmly planted and rooted in Jesus Christ as our anchor. That's how, that's, that's how awesome it is, right? And of course, the devil would love to flip it around and make it seem just like Eve in the garden. Well, did God really say that? Will his angels really come concerning to guard you? Is he really watching over you 24-7? Absolutely, yes. That is the reality and the, tru the, the truth of who it is that we serve. We serve an incredible God, a loving God, a God that is mindful of us and that concerns himself over our everyday lives. He is concerned about whether you can eat breakfast. He's concerned about whether you're going to have a clean shirt on. He's concerned about whether you're going to be able to provide for your family because he loves us. That is who God is. That is who Jesus is. And don't let the storms of this life ever cause you to forget how faithful God is. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 26 verse 3, He keeps in perfect peace those whose mind is anchored in Him because they trust you. You will keep them in perfect peace. You will be still. 
The waves might try to crash up against you. The waters might start to rise. The rain will fall. The winds will blow. But you'll be firmly placed in the will of God and in the steadfastness of his supernatural peace that's over us. The Bible tells us in, in Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. There's nothing to worry about. Don't let anything rock your boat. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Verse 7. This part's awesome. And the peace of God, a peace that surpasses any understanding, a peace that's better than if they were to announce tomorrow that coronavirus is eradicated, a peace that's better than saying, hey, listen, put on this mask so that it just reduces the percentage of the risk of you being able to, you know, contract this virus, a peace that's better than any stimulus check, a peace that's better than any word of encouragement. It's a peace that transcends all understanding. It will guard your heart. If you remember early on in this preaching, I said that there's a spirit of fear that's moving in today's society. And guess what? We have Jesus. We have God that will give us a peace that will guard us. Why do we need guarding? Because there's a tax. There's panic attack, there's depression, there's anxiety, there's whatever it is, whatever waves the devil wants to throw your way, guess what? You have a guard, you have a defender. And if you were to not be anxious, and if we don't worry, instead we call out to him, we know that he will guard us and keep our minds firmly planted. What an incredible hope. What, what, what an incredible encouragement to know that we don't have to worry about trying to fix things on our own. That we don't have to worry about developing our own cure or finding some other answer to the virus. That Jesus Christ is the anchor that we can put all our trust in. He's somebody that we can put our total confidence in. And, and let your faith be encouraged and let your hope grow in knowing that Jesus Christ has your back. That he's mindful of you. That he's watching over you. And he's watching over your family. And he's watching over your children. He's watching over your grandparents. And he's watching over whoever it is that you care about. Because as much as you love your relatives, Jesus Christ loved them more. And if he died on a cross for their sins and for their eternal well-being, how much more will he not take care of them now as we're here in our earthly realm? Man, God has something incredible lined up for us. And whenever these crises come up, whenever these situations of uncertainty rise, it's an awesome opportunity to remember that God is in control. It's an awesome opportunity to remember that he has it all in the palm of his hand and that there's nothing that takes place. There's no government. There's no official. There's no politician that is up in office or in place, in rule, that he hasn't appointed. That's Romans 13.1. Let everyone be subject to governing authorities, for there's no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. We, so whatever uncertainty we might carry, anchor that in Jesus Christ. Whatever doubt might be resonating in our hearts, plant that in Jesus Christ. Give it up, surrender it, and allow for his peace to supernaturally wash over you and remove and defend you against the spirit of fear that might come up against you. As we're wrapping up this preaching, we have just a couple more verses I would like to read. Beginning with Hebrews 
It says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. This is the presence of God, the supernatural peace that comes from God. Wrapping up, we also have Just one second. Psalm, verse, uh, Psalm 23, excuse me. The Lord is my shepherd. I won't lack anything. Verse 2. For he makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through a dark valley, I will not be afraid. For you're with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, uncircumstantially, unconditionally, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you're watching this, and if you're the head of the household, dad, what, 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 what confidence, what peace you can bring over your family if you were to exemplify what it is to anchor yourself in Jesus Christ? Hey, mom, what peace would you bring over your kids if you were to just anchor yourself in Jesus Christ and show your kids that we have nothing to worry about? It doesn't matter that graduation was canceled. It doesn't matter that the classes for now have been sent home. As long as we have Jesus Christ as the center of our lives, we have nothing to worry about. And how, how about, you know, the, uh, us kids, right? The sons and daughters of our houses. What a testimony it would be for your unsaved loved ones. What a testimony it would be for those people in your family that don't know Jesus Christ, for them to examine and to analyze the supernatural peace you have on your countenance in the midst of this storm. I mean, what better time to show them how incredible God is than now during the middle of a crisis to show how at peace you are, how confident you are because you serve and are anchored in Jesus Christ. We're going to finish up with these last couple verses in Jeremiah 17. Verse 7. Once again. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and whose confidence is in him. I'm confident because I know that God is for me. I'm confident not because I might have a, a house, I might have savings on the side. All that is nice, it's pretty. Maybe God provided it for me, but the number one reason why everything's fine is because my trust is in Jesus Christ. I'm firmly planted on the rock. My heart is steadfast knowing that he watches over me. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, thank you for this time. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that we have nothing to worry about and that you keep our hearts in perfect peace because our eyes are fixed on you. Help us, Father God, remove all the styrofoam and the dental floss that we might tie to the other things in this world to keep us in peace. 
you're our source of confidence in this life we thank you lord because even during the storms you're in control and if anything you use these storms to show us how in control you are we thank you god that it's in the middle of crisis that we can realize and recognize that we need to put our trust in you that we can totally and utterly surrender whatever concerns and doubts we have in you knowing that you care knowing that it matters to you and we thank you lord for your supernatural peace that comes to guard us and to protect us i pray lord for anybody watching on this stream if there's anybody watching this footage now father god that you would surround them with your supernatural peace that they might feel confident in knowing that their heavenly father is watching over them we thank you god that you removed us from the mary clay and you have placed us firmly on a rock we thank you god that you're in control that you hold us with your righteous right hand and i ask father god in the days to come that you continue to show yourself faithful and good and awesome to us in jesus name we pray for all these things amen and amen see you guys next week we are uh, excited for what's going to be taking place. Make sure you stay connected. Make sure you're tuned in to see what exactly we'll be having as procedural safeguards to make sure that everyone is kept healthy and safe. And we're looking forward to an incredible reunion, May 31st, 9 o'clock. See you then.